Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy. All you gotta do is trust me, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the studios, High and Mighty Studios, is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, currently on a walk with the dog walker, maybe making an appearance mid-podcast. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, first-time guest, despite years of trying to get each other on each other's podcasts. <laughs> Uh, in, uh, in the studio, I got Andy Beckerman and Naomi Ekperigan. Hey! Yes. I will say, normally a last name like Ekperigan gives me a little fright. Uh, you did it, baby! But uh, you did monologues at ASCAT once, and I had to announce you. And I, lo I looked at you like three times, and I was like, Ekperigan? You're like, Ekperigan. I'm like, Ekperigan? Ekperigan? And I walk away, and it's burned into my head. Mono Agapian, one of my best friends. No, I'm always unsure of his last name. <laughs> when you, once you start screaming is when you get self-conscious. Right, right. Oh, yeah, because it has to come out. You can't stop. You can't be like, Naomi! <laughs> uh, there's so many of people. I'm sorry. Now I'm, I'm so psyched up from hearing your intro in person. Right. Because you just had it in like, your ears. Now so want, yeah. Now I want to scream. But uh, Screaming is completely welcome on this podcast. <laughs> My upstairs neighbors do not give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, half the time it's ah, welcome to the stage Naomi yeah. it's yeah. like uh, just a bunch of syllables yeah. that they kind of like try to mumble through yeah. sometimes this happened when you were just for laughs new face um, what's his face Matt Bronger brought you up he was so paranoid about getting your last name wrong right. that he got it perfect except he gave her the he wrong said, everyone welcome Nicole Ekparagan. Oh. <laughs> uh, you got my last name right, Bronger. I know. I was like, I think you were focused on the hard work. But that's like I said to you. I saw people go, throw it away. Don't overthink it. Yeah. I can't have it running your mind. Right. Just fucking, you know what I mean? Do it. Also, it's so easy to just get on the microphone and go, it's actually, as long as you're not an yeah. asshole about like, which 
people call me Gabrus so frequently and it is phonetically exactly the same. So I'm like, I mean, uh, looks wise, it's exactly the same if you say Gabrus. So I'm like, I allow it, but I'll just always go, it's actually Gabrus. But I'm, yeah. some people will make you, fu- they will crucify you for right. getting their name. I'm like, who wins in this situation? If I'm like, hey, Andrew, like, call, call me Andy. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And then it's like, <laughs> now we both are in a bad mood. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here's something I've noticed. Because uh, I worked day jobs for many years in New York and people would constantly be like, do you want Andy or Andrew? And I go, I don't really care whatever you whatever you want to call me. Uh, And they would be like stunned. They would like they they need. I think a lot of people need direction (laughs) in their lives and they can't make simple choices. Right, like, then they need like a- Andy, Andrew, whatever every yeah. time for like the <laughs> next two years you're working with them. I eat Lunchables. I can't do this. <laughs> I eat Lunchables. I can't do this. That would be pretty much the tagline for Lunchables. I eat Lunchables. You guys are better hosts than I am. What a, nat- a natural segue to our topic, which is emotional eating. Mm, which is, maybe. I didn't know you could eat without emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There are people that don't, and I think it is weird there are people who look at food as fuel yeah and they use and they put it in their machine that makes their machine work right and they use the better fuel because it's better for the machine and i cannot wrap my head around that my grandma my grandma was one of those people she ate with seemingly no pleasure yeah just seemingly just like robotically like i like with a it was, it was like a video game. You see like a calorie count above her head. <laughs> yeah. Kind of beep, 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 full. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Good night. And, like- <laughs> and be done with it. <laughs> my mom is kind of that way. I mean, that's the thing because I grew up like my mom, she liked candy. Like she would definitely like go and just like eat. Like she loved like she would freeze Milky Ways and she oh, liked them like yeah. cold and would like ice cold nougat. Yeah. Exactly. She liked that. And she would do that. So it's not like she was super healthy, but I noticed that for her with food, like that was a treat and she was having a treat time. But she was very like, like she would say to me whenever I would go away for camp or something, she goes, when you're not here, I don't really cook. I only make food because I know you need something. Because oh, she yeah, could just right. literally go, she could like literally go without eating a whole day. Well, that's even different than non-emotional eating. That's non-emotional non-eating. <laughs> but that's I was some like, stoicism. I don't understand. Do you know, she's just like, okay, this was the amount you're supposed to have. I'll have it. I'm done now. And I, I and I literally like only eat like. I only eat for like, what is my tongue like? I only, you know, I only eat either very clean or absolutely like I have to fill myself up to the absolute brim and then I'm (laughs) incapacitated for hours after. Yeah. And it's like, those are the only two styles. Like, and I think it's because my, I'm emotional eater. So when I'm like, have to eat healthy it, it becomes like emotionally like i i attach my emotions to like i'll feel better if i just have a salad and then it's like in my head about getting a salad yeah. like i have yeah. to think about I, I food runs my life in such a way that i have to like do so much work to try to just eat like have a normal healthy Meat. relationship with food and i don't have it and i never have and so like that's the thing it's like i don't ever think there was a moment where i had a normal relationship that flipped i think for me it was always Chasing that taste, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) To quell something. Because to me, emotional eating is I have a bad feeling in my body. I don't know what to do with it. 
And if I shove enough mozzarella sticks in my gullet, mm-hmm. then that will quell the feeling. Yeah, I think it goes both ways for me because I actually eat when I'm like depressed or not feeling good or anxiety or whatever. And then I eat when I'm feeling good, like as a celebration. Yes. too. So then I'm like, yes. now I'm like, all right, exactly. now I'm on both sides. <laughs> now I'm like giving myself no, I have to be walking the perfect line of homeostasis yeah. to have salad and lean meats. And, but even it's funny, though, because my emotional response, I actually am. A t- I find when I eat healthy healthy it's like a conscious thing um if it doesn't really like appeal to me like when i eat a salad i'm mad i'm resentful i'm pissed that i have to eat this dry ass rough leaf <laughs> like a goddamn animal no one I- is happy to eat a salad but i, think I like a good salad from sweet green you get one oh. of them. You get one of them autumn salads. You get some like uh, chopped up apples and some chopped up pears on there. You get some like little a, cubes, I mean, yes, little like cubes it. of cheddar. Yeah, but and some and some. Hold on, <laughs> hold the fuck on, honey. So your pitch is so far for your salad is it's got fruit and cheese on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. And, but and sweetened pecans. Okay, you're spiraling away from it remotely being a salad. <laughs> and some green. It's, it's trail the base mix of green. at this point. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. got M and M's in there. That's my. <laughs> my trail mix. I'm like, I gotta eat trail mix like a healthy hippie. Mine's mostly M and M's. It's M and M's and Skittles. Hey, <laughs> it's what they ate on the trail. <laughs> um, that's like salad is one of those things that I have taught myself because my my main food issue is quantity. Mm-hmm. So like, I have like for my to be at my healthiest, I have to eat very good choices so that I can eat a ton of it. So like mm. salad, I've had to learn to like, because I'm like, you could have, I can have a mega salad and feel so full, but like not fuck Ooh. myself up. Right, 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 right. And, and I want to learn it, but I also feel like sometimes like, I don't know. Cause I grew up, you know, I went to private school in New York. Um, we're in this business. A lot of white girls love salads. They, skinny white <laughs> girls love a damn salad dressing on the side. Skinny white girl is the clue there. Skinny being <laughs> the integral part. I, I, uh, salad, uh, salad can help black people get skinny too. I hear. I, I know, <laughs> but I feel like it's like we don't necessarily talk about. Like I just have noticed. Like if I'm around a gr- like women, a group of white women, we gonna turn to like food and talking about it and like. The juice, the celery, you know, you've got to let go of the gluten. I mean, look, I don't have celiacs, but it's like way better if you just like cut it out. You just have to cut it out because you'll feel lighter. You'll feel cleaner. And it's like literally we started talking about death. You know what I mean? Right, but within right. 10 minutes, we're going to get to fucking gluten well, and how to eat clean. I think that's an age thing, too, because uh, food at this age is really you're like, holy shit. Like I'm learning talk about mental health and just like I'm learning that when I eat healthy I feel better all around and that's Dude. that's the most upsetting <laughs> that's the most upsetting thing ever is yeah. that when I eat healthy and exercise I feel mentally better I feel more confident I feel like I'm yeah. funnier all this shit and I'm like why can't I still do it? Like, I feel more productive and I still refuse. I still just disappear down fucking dark pathways with food. Well, what else do you have in your life, right? For me, all I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't have anything else, right. all right, besides taste. I don't have anything else besides Skittles and mozzarella sticks. Yeah. And I love, by the way, bread. all the food you keep mentioning is like you have like a 12-year-old's diet. He's the pet. 
palate of an eight-year-old. That's all he fucking wants. I just got back into Skittles, and my life has turned around. Okay. Might I recommend Skittles to help turn your life around? Taste the rainbow with Beckerman. Gamers, it was Saturday night at one in the morning. I walk in the bedroom. This bitch in the bed covers up to his chest, eating out of a bag of Skittles. Just, just fully lights on in the bed. Right before skin. bed, just getting that nice coat of fucking sugar on your teeth. And I was like, and I was like what are you doing? I was like, Tasting the rainbow. But I was like. Skittles are, you know, it's like fruit. There's some, you get some vitamin C from it. Well, I'm not going to, do you want me to have an orange in bed, Naomi? First of all, no food in the damn bed. Second of all. Fair enough. <laughs> There's just something about Skittles at 1 a.m. and the way you will eat Skittles, or at least when I see you, it's like one Skittle at a time. Like you're savoring from this massive bag. Because you don't want to, you don't want to cross color. It's like the in, in Ghostbusters. You don't want to cross streams. Oh, so you, you want cross? You want, you want yeah. green? You want pure unfiltered pure green. green? Pure unfiltered red. I don't need any muddling it up. Nope. Uh, so no mixing of colors. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 This For is someone. Yeah. This what is, a passive way to tell you. <laughs> the colors should be separate while looking me in the eye. All of them are equally tasty, okay? Oh, so separate but equal. Yes. Colors. Uh, my Skittles right. uh, by Plessy and Ferguson. <laughs> Skittles versus the versus Board the of Board Education. Of education. Yeah. Well, I like that you said you were eating Skittles one at a time, which I think is like the adult version of indulging, right? Like that's the shit you need to learn in life is that like, okay, I'm going to have three, you know, three fucking whatever's, or I'm going to have a milkshake tonight and I'm, it's going to hurt and yeah. it's going to affect me tomorrow. And I have to think about what my day is like and all that shit. And like the thing about emotions is you don't think about anything down the line. You're only thinking right. about right in that moment. You're like, I'm so pissed. I didn't get that audition today. Felt like shit. <gasps> Everyone yes. on the road was felt like they were mad at me. So now <laughs> I'm home and I'm fucking shutting the lights off. I'm right. smoking weed and I'm yeah. ordering something nasty. Well, yeah. I think, I, and especially I think for me too, like ordering, especially in moving to LA has been a thing I do all, I don't know, four times a week. Yeah. Yes. I control only four times a week. <laughs> okay. You want to say seven? <laughs> You want to put it on the record that my ass be ordering seven times hey, a week? Girl, you want to put my ass on blast for skills in bed. <laughs> By the way, I know you guys have a podcast, but a podcast called Putting Your Ass on Blast. <laughs> where you have couples come on and they just th th uh, throw each other under the bus. <laughs> Take turns throwing each other under the that bus. That would be good. I love that. It's not seven. No, no, but it's a lot, though. You're not wrong. But I've been doing that, and I think a big part of it for me, especially because, like, I'm... I'm not happy here. Like just living in this, like it's not, I'm a New York person. And right. so, you know, I, I'm not like, I don't like my space. And so the one way I can find joy in my space is that food comes to me. You know what I mean? Like someone is bringing me exactly what I want, even it's though decadent. it's decadence. It's also control in a weird way. Right. Like clicking and picking out your food and then like yes. a quesadilla being at your house. And you're like, yes, this yes. feels good. This tastes good. I don't have to leave. I don't have to engage with the city that I'm not enjoying being in. in right. Any way. Yeah. So like the closest you get to the favorite. Yes, the closest I will ever be <laughs> to a British queen. Except when Olivia Coleman inevitably fingers you at some party or something. <laughs> it's all, it's like all I need. That's how she won that. 
Um, I, I get that. I, I will say, I think let's unpack a little bit about you're not happy here. Let's uh. talk about that. Cause that's hard. And when people say that, I feel like they're also closing themselves off from ever being happy here. Like, I know. Because that's what I say to a lot of my friends, because oh, so many of our <laughs> friends are uh, New Yorkers that moved here. Uh, and so many people who aren't happy here are keep keep this one foot in New York, which I yeah. totally understand. And so because you can always go back. But I think. A lot of my friends who are like, yeah, I don't really enjoy it here. I'm like, well, you you need to kind of buy into the lifestyle a little bit. Like, mm. you you don't drive, right? You guys lift? Or is we, that- yeah, we do not have a vehicle. Okay, so that's like one yeah, reason to feel one. not fully at home in LA. Yeah. And then like not going out and going to restaurants and shit, which I'm not saying you guys don't do, but I'm saying like you got... LA is, you have to get used to it, but when yeah. you get used to it, you're like, fuck, this thing has a lot of, like, if you go out to Palm Springs for a weekend, that's some shit you can never do in New York. Right. Especially once you have your own car, you're like, oh, I can go f- a place that's three hours away on my yeah, own when see, I want. But see, Gabriel, this is my fucking counterpoint. The Everything people want to sell me on in LA is two to six hours away from LA. Right. Welcome to LA. The best part is when you leave this place. Well, what's the best part about New York City? Man, oh. fuck a hat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're not getting that Molly's much cupcakes. variety. And I mean, you're getting uh, a variety of restaurants in Manhattan, but it's not like you're getting any um, bio uh, diversity. Yeah. You're like, it's just city or a park. But I don't care about nature. Well, th- that's... Well, Have you been to Grand Central Station? <laughs> <laughs> I commuted in and out of Grand Central Station for my internship senior year of college. Oh, wow. I know it all too well. Gorgeous. <laughs> the architecture <laughs> is just beautiful. Have you Have done you the seen- thing where you can shout into one corner and it goes all the way around to the other corner? No. no. There's like a there's a room that's built so acoustically sound in the in uh, Grand Central that it's really big that if you go in one corner and just say like hi Naomi and Naomi's in the other corner which is like 30 feet away the the sound travels so perfectly that you hear it as if the person's next to you. See what are you doing in Los Angeles? You stand on the Santa Monica pier and you're like, Naomi! (laughs) I think Naomi fell in. (laughs) But I think think that's, yeah, that's hard. You know what I mean? Also, nothing in the world is Manhattan. So if you're like, I love Manhattan, you're not going to find that. Right. Like, that's, like, when people are like, the pizza sucks here, I'm like, okay, cool. Fine. The pizza sucks here. Well, right. Yeah, and like I miss the snow. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Those yeah, are yeah. two things. Those are two things. Talk to me. Uh, how many days a week you're eating pizza in New York, and how yeah. many days you're like, thank God it's snowing. Right. No. It's true. Well, that's. I the mean, thing. Naomi was called the Black Woody Allen. <laughs> oh my god! But that was for good. Oh, way like worse complete, reasons. Yeah, terrible, completely different. She met you when you were twelve. Sure. <laughs> Very uh, legally actionable stuff. We can't really talk about on mic, but uh, but no. That, but it's but this thing, like, and I, you know, you know, I put that out there, but I, I do try to make it very clear. It's like I'm not. I don't go around. I don't like to go around saying something. Andy and I were both like. I'm not like, I hate LA right. because it's also like, it's not meant to, my hating of LA or the discomfort is not meant to be an attack on like people who live here or love it. You right, know what right, I mean? It's more yeah. like, it's not for me. Right. That don't mean it's people fundamentally it. bad. People right. take it as an attack. Yeah. People kind of get a little, you know what I mean? A little defensive. And it's just like, and that's what I'm like, I don't want to, it's like not a big deal. It's more, it's like, it's my issue. I've chosen to live in this place. <laughs> I'm working through my issue one ramen at a time, which you know, ramen can be very dicey to order. 
Yeah, honey, I, those noodles come. They're stuck together. Tatsu will send it. Uh, Tatsu, the my ramen place mm-hmm. over here on La Brea and Melrose, will send it all in. Like you'll get like separate. It's not good for the environment. You get like twenty <laughs> styrofoam <laughs> containers and you build it yourself at home. Yeah. and that's when you start that. Those are those moments when you get that delivery of ramen and it's got and it's like forty little <laughs> yeah, styrofoam packages. containers and it's thirty one dollars, but it's one bowl of soup because yeah. the service <laughs> charges and one extra thing. Then that's when you go. Should I have? gone to the restaurant like, yes. and I know I've reached a point in my life when I'm like I we should have just went to the restaurant because I'm the laziest person if you can tell yeah. me I, I'd rather <laughs> eat on my couch than any Where other else? I'm yeah. a diehard foodie and if I would rather someone just bring it home cold and let yes. me eat it, eat it in sweatpants on the couch me too but it is and it's only because you're right it's only because we don't have a car Right, because I can always tell myself, well, that's the cost of lifting there and back. Right, right. Whatever that right. service let's fee see, is. Let's see. Let's see what happens because we're in the market for a car. Let's yeah. see what happens when we do get. A oh, car. Let's we get one. I'll be let's sending see what you happens out. We're in the market for a car. Sounds like. All right, listeners, if you uh, <laughs> have a car to sell, tweet at us. <laughs> that, we'll uh, take it. Because that, because I do say to a lot of my, uh, that is something that would be like. Uh, uh, I'm not really digging Manhattan. Cabs are costing me a fortune. It's like, oh, do you not have a Metro card? People are like, no, nah, not yet. Not yet. You're like, well, because you, you, you have to fully buy in. You and to, then yeah, play by the rules. Wait till you have a car. Then you have, you know, a whole new set of drama. <laughs> you know, like, well, where I to know. Park it, how to find, you know. But I at know. least this is the thing that I think about all the time. At least I can go where I want. It always feels like I'm being picked up by my mom after soccer practice or right. something like that. It never feels, I, I don't have any autonomy when I'm driving here because I'm always in the back of a lift. Right. And so when I can go where I want, I can go to, I can go two to six hours away and have fun. Or right. I can go to the ramen restaurant. I can go that, yeah. that you I, will be I, whatever the new out. problems yeah. are, I, I think they're worth it to not lift everywhere. I think, I think now, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. But now I think it took time to figure that out. Do you know what I mean? Like right. I think again, we first moved too. It was also that feeling like, who knows if it's going to work, right? Like you got to move, get a feel, see yeah, if it's right. And buying a car and then it not working is like a exactly. fucking hassle. And yeah. it's just the cost of moving where it's like, I can't pay for another thing. Right. So at first it was like, let's just see how it go. Until your accountant looks at uh, your bills and sees Lyft and they're like, uh, guys, they're like, we have, I have a lease guy. Please use him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're correct. You're correct. Um, yeah. And the, uh, I love Lyft. I use it way too much because I like, I can't smoke weed and drive. Um, but the thing about Lyft is like, you can't, like, it's so, uh, such a hassle, so expensive to do like two things. Yes. Where you're like, all right, I'm going to run out, go see a show and then go to a different uh, part yes. of the town, eat dinner and then come home. And it's like to do that, all of a sudden you, you start weighing in like that's six uh, round trips, you know, not <laughs> to pull us back to the emotional stuff. But I, that's the, the thing. If if you, I'm going in a lift and the thing I want isn't there. I'm going to like whatever H&M to get a cool new shirt, but they don't have it in my size. That throws me because I spent this money getting there. Yeah. You it, feel pot committed. Yes. I do yes. something at H&M. Yeah. I, it, it, oh, you then, gotta make a purchase. Yeah. You gotta, you, but it dry, but that's the but thing that drives me, drives me back to like dumping an entire thing of Morningstar farms, fake chicken nuggets onto a thing and shove it into the oven. Like that kind of like just those minor disappointments in life. Right. Because all the bigger disappointments I've damned off in the back of my brain somewhere. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm not addressing them. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm flipping out about the H&M shirt because yeah. I have no time to deal with family, career, love. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what you also notice too is like you fucking take some, like all of a sudden just one random things like your whipping post, you know, yeah. all, like I'll be driving in the car and all of a sudden I'm like, like, I can't believe it. this motherfucker. And I'll be so angry driving behind that. Yeah. And I'll be like, all right, gamers. 
what else you got going on? You know, yes. like, like, come on, you know, there's some other shit here. Yes. Oh my it God. is always something underneath, but then a lot of things just feel um, not control. Like I can't control them. Right. And so then right. I'm like, and I, and I, but what you're saying though, like, you know, about like the things healthy people do, you know, I would love to be that bitch who like gets stressed and goes for a run. You Dude, know, it's crazy. And I, I like, it feels so foreign to me, not only because I'm out of shape. Right. So the act of running doesn't feel like it would calm me in any way. No, even, like, just, stress me. even just the idea of running is builds anxiety. Yes. Like you're like, oh, people run to help their anxiety go away. Yeah. I'm getting anxiety thinking about them doing it. Yeah. But it's crazy because I don't know. And I, I'm not this person. I'm still haven't yet to become this person, but I have been running because I'm doing, I've been training for a half marathon. I did one previously. Oh and oh I do God. feel better after I run. Like, but were you, like, how long did it take till that happened? It wasn't it, the first time you ran. Oh God, no! And that's the thing; it took yeah. a while. But I, I've yeah. been in and out of like athletic. Like I've been playing yeah, yeah, sports yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So there, part of it is that. Part of it is like, oh, I used to be able to do this, and now I can again. Mm-hmm. So there's an element of feeling young, and then all of a sudden you start being like, oh, tomorrow I got to run five miles. I can't go fucking, I can't order two quesadillas. I can only get one. And then you're like, all of a sudden you start making these better decisions and then you run and then you're like, oh, my day, I feel great. (laughs) And it feels... And I used to be the guy, like, even when my therapist would be like, well, you know, exercise, I'd be like, I, yeah, look, no, I've done exercise. (laughs) It doesn't help you mentally. Like, and then you're like, oh, whether... I'll tell you, I, here's my theory. I don't know if exercise helps you mentally, but not exercising hurts you mentally. I don't okay. know. Like, like yeah. that, the yeah, lack yeah, of yeah. it is, is the, bringing it back into my life. And like, cause I, and that was my first, when I first moved to LA, I was like a year long depression, more or less. Like my wife was working. I didn't have a podcast. I wasn't really attached to anything at UCB. Yeah. I was like trying to get my way in there doing some shows, you know, had to find a new uh, uh, agent because the company, like the company, dropped me in between New York and LA. All this shit, and I kind of On just the plane felt, over. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, truly, I felt like so lost. I was yeah. like, I'm coming here and step up my career, and then like nine months, nothing really happened, and I got like way too into smoking weed all day long yeah. and shit. And I was like, not exercising. Even everyone's like, it's beautiful out. I'm like, I've been inside, quote unquote, writing yeah. all day. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck is going He's on? He's laughing because that is real for him yeah. in the house all day writing. Yeah, checking Twitter constantly. Going uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. And then I look at, and I'm like, uh, could I punch up this joke? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> and then I'm like, do, uh, I, it, do I have a punchline now? I haven't been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're preacher choir. I'm like Xbox, uh, lay in the bed and look at a comic book. Uh-huh. I'm like ADD to even what my procrastination is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying to someone the other day, I've gotten my procrastination in such a way that I feel good because my procrastination has become task oriented, just not the task I want to do. Like I'm <laughs> okay. like, oh, I got to finish this spec. I sit down and I'm like, fuck, I should do a load of laundry. I could grab the dishes <laughs> oh, and yeah. I get so much shit done. Yeah. Around that. My wife comes home from work and she's like, wow, babe, you really did a lot. I'm like, not anything I wanted to do. <laughs> but I was compelled to do this because I, I'm afraid to fail at writing or whatever. Oh. The, the deep seated thing is. Oh, there it is. Now that should have been what right we talked about. Yeah. Right there <laughs> in my chest. <laughs> yeah. But afraid it, it's all, to fail it, at writing. It's all tied in together. Because like, if you found emotional happiness in writing, which uh, uh, truly you do if you're like when you do well, 
well at mm-hmm. it. You're like, oh, I wrote a good joke. That's funny. That feels good. Uh, when you eat healthy, you're like, oh, that was a good meal. I feel good. But instead, like when you attach emotion to it, and you're like, I'm going to fail. I fucking suck. Then you never really do it. Right. So you're like at food, you never make healthy choices because at least th- this is the kind of shit I'm currently dealing with. It's yeah. like lear- learning how much my mental health affects like everything else and vice versa. Well, oh, also yeah. figuring out how to, Im- because I think too, again, in the move, a lot of it like, because as you said too, like I think I think about this be- a lot because I moved to LA for one reason, right? Which was to level up. Right. So anytime I'm not doing that, yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing, right? It's like, right. I think especially, we, like, especially if you're not enjoying the other parts of it here, you're like, I came here to level up. I haven't leveled up. What the fuck? You know, I miss right. my bagels. But, or also, whatever, but yeah. also not even just that, because I do think, again, again, born and raised in New York, so I know I come at it differently, but I can even still say New York is very distracting in a way that you don't have to freak the same way. Because the simple act of surviving in New York, like you can have a harrowing subway ride and be like, I got, I did it today. Right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get beat by a hobo. I like <laughs> didn't spend a hundred dollars. Yeah. In the you're block. like, I, I walked down the, uh, I walked down the stairs and the six was there and it was like yeah. a perfect transfer. <laughs> and you're like, that's a day you've yeah. accomplished some shit. Yeah. My hair still looks okay. Even though I walked down the A train in July. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. And you're like, I want, I want like, whereas I think, you know, and there's just so many things that like you can be busy with in New York. Right. And um, still have this sick sense of satisfaction or accomplishment. Whereas here, I think because it is just a more slower pace, a quieter place, but it's also a one industry town, a one horse town. There's less to distract me from what I'm not getting. And what I'm not doing. That's that's completely fair. Uh, I think you you can f- probably find some more distractions here if okay. you sought them out. But I, I agree with you. The other thing about New York too is like just to go about your day in the most minor way, you have to engage with people. Mm-hmm. Here in LA, you can avoid that, and yeah. that's like when it gets scary. Is like you go to an audition at 4 p.m. and you're like, wow, this is the first person I talked to since my wife left for work. <laughs> yes. Like, and you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I haven't even spoken out loud yet. Yeah, that's how stand up is for me here, especially because yeah. I don't even do it every day, right? So. Then I will literally get on stage once or twice a week and be like, oh, hey, oh, you're looking at me? Like, I yeah, think right, right. Like, oh, they expect me to talk now. <laughs> Fully forgot. I love the idea of someone who has like memento disease about stand up, keeps booking gigs, standing up there going, oh, right, I'm supposed to talk. <laughs> yeah, right, look at Sorry. I'm uh, born and raised New York. <laughs> I like, did an act out. I looked, I looked at my arm. Andy I'm like, they'll be able to see this. They'll get where I'm coming from. I don't think my toilet cam can pick you up from here. <laughs> I don't record the podcast, but I do put out a Patreon of my guests <laughs> shitting and pissing. By the way, can I take a shit? Yeah, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> That would be an awesome mid podcast move. It's just like we kind of sit here quietly on the microphones and wait for Andy. Uh, That's like so funny to me because Andy could never poop anywhere. You can That's only not poop. His home. You're a home base guy. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to yeah. create a cocoon of safety. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how the Beckermans survived in the wild because I have to have like. A podcast going, the water going. I have to like. It's fucking. I nuts. just have to uh, pretend that I'm not doing this like disgusting animal act, and that people can hear. Possibly, Who cares? if they're. <laughs> I care. 
All right. I have problems with stuff going into my body and problems with stuff coming out of my body. All right. Yeah, I'd say that is a, a pretty uh, accurate statement. Do you see what I live with? And we got one damn bathroom. He got Andy's, an going in, Andy's going in with like uh, bringing in blankets and pillows. You're like, what I have the a gravity fuck is blanket in there? You hear him like stapling tarps up. You're like, what does he do in there? It's like, oh God, can I please put on makeup? I, I, I will say getting a half, an extra half bath. We have one and a half here is saved our marriage. Yeah. Because like, we lived together in a two bedroom, one bath in Brooklyn and it mm. was a little much. Um, like poop, having to poop while your partner's in the shower is pretty much the worst, <laughs> <laughs> the worst feeling in the world or vice versa. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry, either get out or deal with this and don't listen. <laughs> Have you? Well, I've contemplated trash cans before. There have been oh. moments where I'm just like, is this happening? Am I going to? I've had that too. Just go in a trash can. I've thought about it too. And then like, like a dog, who, like an ashamed dog, just like kind of like you know, with a tail between their legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. That kind of thing. Just kind of like skulk outside with a uh, with a bag and throw it into a trash can. <laughs> well, I've fully thought about it. One time, um, not even related to though, Before you were so, I moved out. I was here for a few weeks before Andy came out with stuff. Our apartment. Like the first, you know, we moved this summer and I guess giant like water bug type cockroaches that were in, I didn't like literally in the bathroom. Like they were like, they were coming, I think out of the tub oh, like that. Right. Yikes. But I was like, literally, I get up one, one, one night to go to the bathroom. I see two of them and I literally am like, I can't go in this bathroom. I can't, whatever. I literally go to the kitchen sink. Pull myself up, pee in the kitchen sink, <laughs> wash it out with bleach. Like there was no, there were no, um, there were no, um, dishes obviously in dishes there. in it. It was empty. <laughs> but I like literally like bleached it and washed it. It was a good thirty minute process. I got myself into when all I wanted was to do like that, you know, half asleep pee. You know what I mean? When you yeah. kind of walk past, don't you know, turn the lights, lights. Are on. The bleach scent is going. You're like, I guess I'm up. I'm now. up now. <laughs> but I did that, and ever since I did that, again, you weren't there. But I remember thinking like. All right, if I had to, I'd do it again. If I had to do it, I could do it. If I had, if I was really in a situation, if I was there, you would have woken me up to kill the bugs. I wouldn't have. Nah, I wouldn't have woken you up at 3 a.m. to I, kill I a damn bug. I would have woken you up to empty the sink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andy, can you get your dishes out of the sink? I got to take a shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, uh, my, we were cat sitting for my downstairs neighbor in Brooklyn once and my wife was in the shower and I had to shit and I let myself into his apartment and shit in the toilet like, and I yeah. was like I can't believe that's like an egregious misuse of trust what are you talking about that's great I would have done that if if you had a, a, a totally clean apartment total, no one was around that's the dream. You want to like shit in I like want, a model home. Yeah. I you want to shit in like, like it's like a home that's just like, it's on a plot. Everyone's like, this is what the development's going to look like. Right. And you're like, do the toilets flush? You're like, yeah. You're like, I'm going to come back at midnight once everyone's gone. <laughs> I have one dream in Hollywood. It's to get enough power that I have a private bathroom. That's it. That's all. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously interested in doing well, show running, all this other stuff. But if I could just gain enough power that in an office somewhere, I have a private bathroom. That you you made it. That's you've true. Made it. That is when I know you it, never have to share a bathroom I, with anybody. It is. It, That's the dream. I, I, the listener <laughs> can't see. I'm, I'm legitimately tearing up. <laughs> At the thought of having a private bathroom. I mean, it's that's huge. That's a huge vic a victory. A I private mean, bathroom is for real. It's it's power. It's privacy. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything one can want. Yeah, you know? oh, a place or, to cry, or oh, place to cry. 
oh my god you know the handicap bathroom you know get office jobs like the one where there's like a single stall yeah that's where you go for your phone calls it's where you go for your cries oh i did it out by the the freight elevator oh but then you risk somebody coming up with no not the freight elevator there's no one over there and you have to go through we're still, no, we're no deliveries. Like, you got Trust Andy's me. hugging the UPS man, hysterical <laughs> crying. Like, I actually b- bonded with Barry pretty well. <laughs> I don't go to therapy it. anymore. I just talk to the delivery guys to in the guy. freight area. <laughs> oh. Support for High and Mighty comes from Manscaped who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I want to do like one weird professional type of read thing, but I'll tell you what, guys. I am so done with clipping. I can do my bush pretty well with with my current buzzer, but the second I get tight down on the rest of the package, that's when I start nicking, when I want to go clip zero. And... Thankfully, Manscaped exists, okay? These guys have redesigned the electric trimmer. I can now use it. It holds a charge for a while, so, you know, if, you gotta, if you're doing a fair amount of weed whacking, you got plenty of time. But the buzzer works. It's neat. It's easy. The clips come on and off very easily, and you don't nick your wang, which is the most important part. Uh, they also, uh, Manscaped comes with a couple of, uh, fun little things like a crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. As some of you may have heard me on other podcasts mention the time I slathered old spice deodorant on my balls before a wedding and then sprayed, uh, before a prom and then, I, or formal sixth grade, eighth grade dance, something. And I sprayed cool water down there. Oh, cool water definitely makes it eighth, eighth grade. And it burned like heck if you're not if you're putting deodorant on your armpits why not put it on the smelliest part of your body um not to say your junk is your smelliest part but man it's the nexus it's where all everything is joined uh do yourself a favor and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code mighty at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at m-a-n-s-c-a-p-e-d.com and use code mighty How about this? How about uh, this scenario? You're coming home from a show. You had a good show or you're hanging out with some friends. You had a good time. It, you, you are not like it's after hours, but you didn't really have a dinner. So you're like, maybe justified legally one meal left. (laughs) Yep. 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 Like the excitement you get about coming home to eat, like, is that like, and it, when, even when it's, when hunger's not involved, when you're yeah. just like, oh fuck, I can't wait to get home and eat blank. Or like, I know we have blank left over. Like, isn't that like the feeling yes. you get towards that? Like I've been with the same woman for 16 years and you know, th- things are great. But I, I remember when you like would go to a new girl's house and be like, or like a new girl, a date with a new girl or out with a new girl. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, I wonder if we're going to make out or whatever. Like that, you get that yeah. feeling. You don't get that feeling again until you have fucking, <laughs> I hope the fucking Al Pastor tastes the way I want it yes. to. You know, you're like all giddy on the way home. Well, oh my God, we definitely have that. We've had that. I think, Andy, you have more moments like where you go to a restaurant where you're like, I want this. They yes. have this and I'm fucking amped. It's we look dope. at the menu before we go to a place, know what we want to order before we go there. But then if it's not there, again, we're talking about your emotions just jump, Thelma and Louising off a cliff. All right. <laughs> That's what happens when it's not there. 
But like we've had those moments too. I think more for you because you know you're vegetarian, so like there are certain times where it's like, well, this is the thing that's my jam. Where it's like I'll make something work, you right, know. Right. But we go and it's not there. And like I remember early on, like there were some times when we would go out and like they didn't have it, and like the night was ruined. <laughs> like yeah. was, shit got dark. Well, that'll do it. You build it up in your head, and you're like, this is what this is the dish I want, or this is what I'm feeling like having. Like you come home, like. The frustration my wife and I have felt, like, we come home, we're like, all right, we're definitely ordering from this place. And yeah. It's like, Postmates says that the wait is too long. And then you're like, well, check Grubhub, check Caviar. And you're on, like, 20 apps. Yes. And you're like, no, I can't find it anywhere. And you're, you're like, really each other. worked. Yeah, it's all of a sudden you're, like, living, like, fucking uh, natural-born killers like the Rodney <laughs> Danger. You're, like, screaming at each other and shit. And you're like, wait, wait, what is this, over? Um, like, the the place that has the fucking pancakes we like? Yes. Like, it's like, 1950s kitchen sink drama. Right. right. Like in some like Brooklyn tenement. <laughs> I'm wearing an A-frame t-shirt, not a wife beater. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm screaming like, Tiffany! <laughs> oh God, when you have to wait, like I had one last week where it took them over 90 minutes to bring this food to Miles. When I tell you, I fucking barbecued Becky those bitches at Caviar, okay? <laughs> I was in my upper register. I was on the phone. I was sending emails. They have a chat feature. After an hour, after an Jesus hour. Christ. I don't come in hot immediately. You were communicating from every thing that they, every available line. It was a two-screen experience. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a guy watching fantasy football, just like doing Caviar. I was livid. I will say, like, it's funny. I just responded to someone uh, on Twitter who was talking about this, but I just, I've broken up with Postmates five times. Like, we're like, you, you know what? For real, never ordering <laughs> from these motherfuckers again because shit just like, it's too frequent how, and it takes <laughs> them upsetting. Like, this is this is how you know I'd be a fucking doormat of a fucking boyfriend. It takes them like four fuck ups, four major fuck ups for me to go, I'm never using them again. <laughs> and then two months of me never using them again yeah. until yeah. I use them again. You're back. I get that. Yeah. And I think that is truly like, you joke, but like that's emotional. That's an emotional, like abu emotionally abusive relationship right. I have with an app <laughs> that delivers food. Be fully, and then also like it's a relationship. Like I pay for this. What? I pay too much for this. That's the thing I'm trying to figure out with this food stuff is because I notice it's like it's now at a point where I'm not even feeling good anymore. Do you know what I mean? Meaning like. Either, for instance, I have to wait too long, you know what I mean? Or then I'm like, oh, okay, you just spent this money, and you, why are you spending this money? So and I shit feel comes guilty cold, or the shit comes wrong, yeah. or like, they're like, yeah, you're, you're like, metal in it. You're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to like time it where you're like, I gotta eat this and then leave. And then the shit is, it, that shit comes 20 minutes later, and you're like racing up to be at yeah. your show at the last possible minute. It's, it's a, not, it's bad. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I hate, I, I've, I've never felt like such a grown up in my life, but <laughs> much like having to lift everywhere, if we cooked for ourselves, <laughs> right? Like, and that's what I've been also like also learning in the last year is like, especially with like the, with LA uh, versus New York, like cooking for yourself, being able to drive to a grocery store and fill your trunk up with stuff. It's like yeah. stuff you can't do in New York. Yeah. And then like cooking, like cooking is such a fucking annoying thing. Like when you can just have food delivered to you and it's not like you're making yourself like, uh, you know, mango, Jack cheese, fucking, you know, right. you don't make anything like you're like, I like I'm cooking. I actually you like it. I can put a podcast on and I can kind of just like dive into, uh, 
I don't like the cooking. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let's, let's, podcast. I, I, like, I like podcasts and the opportunity to listen to podcasts. And cooking affords me that opportunity. Well, feeling like you're not being lazy. Right. Right. You want right. to feel like you got something you're doing. Well, for me, cooking became like, I want to eat this. But every time I order it, it's not exactly what I want. Like, for example, I, I always use this example. Like, I love wings. I order wings on delivery, and it's like I'm paying, like, over a dollar a wing for them yeah. to arrive. Like, with, <laughs> with, like, tax and shit. And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, I need two dozen men. So maybe right. three dozen. Right. Now you're looking at $50 <laughs> worth of wings for Jesus one meal. And you're like, Christ. what is this? Yeah. So then I was like, oh, let me get wings. I'm like. I want to eat a lot of them, quantity over quality. Right, uh, and I'm like, but I can't deep fry them. I can't bread them. So let me learn how to sauce them and bake them. Uh, and like, uh, I learned all this shit. Now I marinate wings and I bake them for myself once a week. It's something yeah. I learned. And I get the exact wings I want. I experiment with different sauces. Yeah. I get what I want, the healthiest version of what I could get. Mm -hmm. And it's truly easy. That's the other thing about cooking is like running or like driving. <laughs> something if you do it five times, the sixth time is so much easier. But it's impossible to bring yourself around. <laughs> I'm saying this like, uh, uh, hey, I got advice for everyone, but I'm not living by it <laughs> at all. It's all emotional right, inertia. Right, it's yes. All, it's like trying to, it's, 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 if you can get over that hump, then everything's easier. It's just, can you get enough, can you reverse the inertia from sitting from zero. Right. From sitting depressed that. to, yeah. I got my two things done. But it, and you feel that, you know, when people cancel on you last minute, like five times in a row and you're like, I'm worried that about them. You know what I mean? Like something's going oh, on. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and I'm grateful that like, they've canceled. <laughs> well, so I don't oh, know. I thought you were going to say, and I'm <laughs> done with them. <laughs> yeah. But them being, uh, you being grateful that they're canceling you all the time is also a sign of something <laughs> going on too, where you're like, thank God I don't have to get dressed or leave the house. <laughs> it's true. Like, well, today, like, Today, we are doing three, I had three things today, which, hello, th six lifts, but also, so, but also doing my, three like, things in like, LA is, is your day. I was like, literally, like, I was like, I'm overwhelmed. I had some time in between where I was like, okay, great, I'm going to write because I know, because I'm like, you only have to write a little while because you have to go meet Gabriel. Right. What did I do? I have sat on that goddamn internet. Right. Is that what's happening, world? Have you guys heard <laughs> about the spoon? Is it the spoon theory? The spoon something? I just read about this the other day. No, no. Basically, it's a... a for depression or chronic illnesses, it's um, a way of kind of visualizing how much energy you have. You start out the day with like 12 spoons and then like minor activities are only cost you one spoon. And then like all the way up to like going to a meeting is four spoons. And depending on what you, how bad your chronic illness or depression is, you know, is how how many spoons really right, you, right. you have. Like, I, I, actually, I'm excited to meet this person that's only two spoons, but like yeah. oh, I'm dreading this thing could be more spoons. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I, I saw, I'm just like, oh, I've been trying to think about, like, I don't suffer from depression, but I know a lot of people who do. And I'm like, you mean like me? Yeah, I don't want to blow up your spot. But <laughs> you already told him I ordered seven times a damn week. I think uh, they got welcome it. Welcome back to putting your ass on blast. <laughs> so Naomi suffers from depression. And no, but I was like thinking about a way to like try to, you know, because I'm like, try you know i i have situational depression surely but right. i don't uh, yeah and, uh, I, exactly i don't know what my anxiety depression thing is but I, i'm floating around somewhere in there that if yeah. i'm not exercising and going to therapy and actively aware of like i have to do this get get over the get this thing done if i'm not doing that i it's something comes on i'm assuming it's depression yeah. yeah that's and that's i think the other thing about moving from new york to la it's less i'm from the suburbs of pennsylvania so i kind of like i I, this feels right to me. I get Los Angeles. Right. I, it's kind of the same thing as Reading. Uh, 
It is very similar to Long Island, like the suburban part of Long uh, Island yeah, I'm yeah, from yeah, too, yeah. where it's like proximity to beach, four main like Main Street covered in uh, businesses, and then like suburban housing in between. Yeah, and another Main Street filled with strip malls and weird businesses, and then more like that's what Long Island is laid out like yeah. more or less. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. We cut all of our support systems. Like uh, besides our couples therapist, who we still Skype with in New York, we are individual therapists. We left when we moved out here. Uh, a lot of our friends are still in New York. Like everything that like supported us as people, yeah, is uh, uh, it's not like we like we're, we're still friends with these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you I think therapy. It, yeah. I think therapy in general is like something that both you and I each having our individual jam, each having yeah. our own individual therapists. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's been um, a detriment to our existence out here. Yeah, and has uh, definitely made both of us uh, more crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, yeah, because it's like change is hard. Period. Wherever you're moving to, right? right? Like right. it's like change and leaving shit behind is the is yeah. That's like that's like the non unspoken thing about like oh uh, moving to L A. God, so many changes, and then you re- forget like my wife and I, both of our families are in New York. Yeah, you know? and we were like, yeah. fuck. We didn't think it would be a big deal because we didn't see them that much when we lived in Brooklyn. We saw them enough, but now it's like. Uh, both of our brothers have nephew, like kids. So we have yeah. like we're, we're aunts and uncles now, and we're so far away. And yeah. that's when you start to feel like, "Fuck, what am I doing out here?" Yeah, yeah. But then you go home for like three days, and you're like, "I gotta get back right. to fuck out there." <laughs> we had that yes, for twelve hours. Yeah. yeah, we were in. We went. We were in Florida. We were doing a family for family stuff, and it was our first time. We were like, "Gotta get home to LA." Gotta <laughs> right. get home. Well, that's wow. that's when you honestly, when you know you you flip that, turn that corner with LA is when you're on the plane back from wherever you've been before or on the drive back and you're going, oh, I can't wait to get... Tiff and I, after Christmas one year, like our third year out here, we we were in New York at JFK and said, I can't wait to go home. And then we realized that was the first time we used home as in LA. Yeah. Like we were always saying like, oh, are we going home for Christmas? Are we going to go home? Like, and we kept calling the East Coast home. And yeah. then like one day on the on a flight back after Christmas, we were like, can't wait to get home to LA. And we're like, oh my God, it's it our happened. home now. It yeah. happened. Yeah. It took three out years. Here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did you have a dog already here? Yeah, we had a, we had our dog in New York. Oh, you did? Too. Yeah, yeah we so I was going to say, that might have been, because that might be the thing. We've been in the market for a dog. We fostered dog one. car. We're in the market, so <laughs> anyone has anything they want to give us. Therapist taking recommendations on. You guys got to get on Angie's list. <laughs> you get the hook up on like twelve things you got to get done. <laughs> Do you know any general contractors? We need a new air conditioning unit in this uh, backup office. Uh, <laughs> Andy true. wants to add a noise machine to the bathroom. Uh, uh, right. noise oh machine. my god! That would. Oh my god! That uh, would change. Uh, that would water. revolutionize defecating. Save water too. You won't have to run Thank water. Thank you. That's what I said. The, when we like came here before, it was like Andy. This place ain't got no water. You can't be running it when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> Forty-five minutes of the water run. I gotta run the sink, the shower, <laughs> fill I, the Brita, yeah. pour it into the bathroom, fill the Brita, pour it into the bathroom. Like what? <laughs> I have a hose coming in from the window, the outside. Goes I just into got a bucket. Four different things pouring into the bathtub while I shit. <laughs> Are you shitting in the tub? <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> it's so beyond. But no, we've been thinking about the dog thing. It's um I think you I I'm still not able to get over myself and I just might need a fucking medication cocktail because we fostered a dog and the first week we fostered her Andy was sick, so I had to get up and do that first morning walk cuz he was he was recovering. And it never got easier to me. Like you know anytime you wake up and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to get used to this." 
Right. We had her for three and a half weeks and I never got used to 8 a.m. Like, I mean, obviously I would do it, but it was never like, I thought, okay, great. I'll get you. This will help me wake up early and then I'll start my day. Right. And I would still just be like a zombie till 12. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like we'd walk and I'd be like, you good? And then we'd go back and I'd just be like, kind of like reclining, but not sleeping, but also not doing stuff. I know, I think in a, I have these theories like, oh, a dog will be a great way to get me out, get me meeting people, get me up. Yeah. Also a friend because these cats, I love these cats, but you can't take them nowhere. Like they're, cats are conducive to being a hermit, right? Because right, right, if you yeah. want the love of your animal, you have to stay in the house. Yeah. They're like mad that you leave. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, if I have a dog, then I'm like, great. Now we can go out together. <laughs> and like make- Finally, a friend. <laughs> like literally yeah. the, a friend yeah. out in the streets. <laughs> this poor dog has got so much weight attached to it showing up at your house. You're like, are you going to be my friend, my reasoning for getting up and my exercise partner? And the dog's like, I'm sorry, what, miss? <laughs> that was a great dog impression, by the way. That was good. I just yeah. want to point that out. It everyone. was like that Tim was Allen me. plus a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, wow. I remember the song from Home Improvement. <laughs> I just remember like the weird transitions where like they'd saw the fucking things in half. Like, yeah, this, yeah. The scene would be like, creak, creak, creak. And there'd be a Confederate flag behind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Are we watching? Am I watching the right show? <laughs> um, a dog. A dog is a a good combatant for the shit we're talking about because it f- sort of makes you have to live a certain way. Like you That's can't water. you can't go from one the big it's fine, dude. It's fine. I just had to say it. I felt so embarrassed. Go ahead. What'd you do? I spilled water and wanted oh. to kill myself. <laughs> I'm walking a fine line here. I'm like, I'm a, I got I'm threading this needle. If I spill one more thing, I will lose my fucking mind. Truly. Truly. The wheels are flying off. How many spoons did that take away? <laughs> Literally all twelve. <laughs> I need to buy I need to re-up my spoons. <laughs> a, a dog will get you doing shit like make you have to leave the house at least a couple of times a day. And that yeah. force you to talk to strangers. Force you to talk to strangers. Force you to engage with people. Force you to think about something before you think about yourself every once in a while. Even when you're in a partnership, it's easy to like. Yeah. Because you, especially once you kind of melded your identities together where it's like, <laughs> me, like, me, like me and my wife are like, oh, we have to do this thing even if it's just like something I have to do or something she has to do. It's like, <laughs> we, we have, oh, once we, you know, we're so spoiled in like this, once we become one unit granted we are caring for each other and sacrificing for each other but once you become one unit it feels less like that and more like you're eschewing everything else right for your, right so with the dog it gives you that thing and i will say for people who uh you guys have foster dog which is an awesome move being in a couple makes it way easier just having division of labor in any capacity mm-hmm. is huge and then the real the hardest thing i learned for, about getting a dog was not being able to go directly from one thing to another thing. Like when we, when I had a brief times when I would have like a day gig in Brooklyn mm-hmm. when I, or here when I had Arthur, you can't go straight from there to a show or you can't both go out yeah. after work. Cause like, that's the one that's the rub. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this is what being, this is like step one of being a grown up. Now yeah. all of our friends have kids. It's a little different, but like <laughs> step one of being a grown up is like, I have to run home and take care of my dog before this. I can't just show up early and have two beers. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. It's a beautiful excuse actually i see it the other way it's a way to get out of stuff because i'm bad at like if i have a if i'm in a conversation at a party i don't know and i don't and neither of us wants to be in that conversation and i sense it but they can't get out of it yeah i don't know how to get out of either i'm bad at that 
But if I was like, oh God, I got to get home and care for the dog. Boom. I'm out of that conversation, baby. Dog, <laughs> the dog the dog is a great excuse to get you home at a decent yeah, hour. Yeah, you get out, right? Yeah, you can leave. Or also, especially in LA, I think that's what's also gotten me into it is that People bring their dogs everywhere, right? Yeah. So now it's like a perfect conversation starter. It's a conversation pivoter. It's right. like, gotta go get him. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, also just ugh. like, oh, I gotta go to this thing. But it's like, oh, it'll be like, I gotta go to the cafe, maybe get some writing done. I'm like, well, I'll bring the dog. And then like the dog gets exercise and I'll get to be outside with the dog. Like all of a sudden things yeah. are just like a little, it's a little more fun, a little easier. Yeah. It's uh, more productive. It's yeah. a two for a situation, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You're getting two things yeah. done for the price, the price of one. The price. The, the, the emotional price. That's the character on 30 Rock. That's why it was called that, right? <laughs> two for, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Keith, why. Keith Powell uh, was, uh, <laughs> he was a dog walker slash writer. Um, the... Going back to what you said, Andy, something I've gotten really good at in the last two years is the comfort in two things. Uh, so hold on. Someone's at my door. Pause. We should use this moment to plug the couples therapy podcast. <laughs> it's going to get cut out. Isn't well, it? <laughs> Bruce is up. We could just, uh, you guys, uh, you should this check. isn't going to get cut out. <laughs> We're literally, <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I don't even know what happened. I'm leaving that in. Uh, I, it, the glamour of being a of working from home podcaster <laughs> is answering the door when your wife's delivery arrives. <laughs> your wife who works full time and makes the money for the <laughs> I'm like, I got to do a podcast about eating. Oh, fuck. Hold on. <laughs> what was it? What was the delivery? I don't know. It's uh, It was addressed to her. So that means I'm not fully informed to all her purchases. <laughs> For both of our sakes, we did. Ignore. Did you guys move? Um, obviously, you know you are in the biz. Did she want to live out here? Was it something you had to talk her into? I had to. I fought and fought to. You uh, did. It was hard. It was really hard. And even once we had it in the books that we were moving out here, we, there was several New York City meltdowns about yeah. moving out here, where yeah. she would just and I. I was stressed about moving out here too, but I had to put on the happy face because I wanted to move out here. Right. And <laughs> then we came out to look for apartments and she got offered a job from, a, she was like, oh, I'm going to go visit my friend who used to, I used to work with at AMC, now works at Stars. I'm going to pop in there and just see what they got going on or whatever. She went in there, came out, and she's like, they want to offer me a job. We, had to, <laughs> we ended up having to move here earlier for Wait, her. Wow. Your wife is the showrunner of Vita? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was the um, uh, marketing director for the first season. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. okay. She's out there. Came in, truth and comedy. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Del. Yeah, and then my wife ended up getting a job. And thank God, because yeah. we were coming out here for me, and I didn't work for nine months. And thank God, you know, it was a yeah. fucking, it was a wild time. Oh, so just to jump back to before the yeah. delivery. A couple of things I've gotten really good at in the last couple of years is being able to end a conversation that I know neither part. How? how I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm now on the edge of the, the couch. You want to talk about emotional inertia? Yeah. It's do it three times and then you realize how harmless it is. Like the, okay. first, the first time you go to someone, hey, actually, there's a lot of people I got to talk to here, but I was, hey, it was good catching up. Oh, or like, that's, that, oh, that hurts to hear it. Oh, hearing that right now? Yeah. I mean, oh, like my chest you, hurts. You got to say that? <laughs> I can't I look, I'm imagine. Sorry, I got I to gotta keep catching up with some people. Or yeah. like, oh, I got to go say hi to so-and-so. But it was a pleasure. People know that the time yeah. has been a long time. And yeah. if someone, and I'm of the thought now too, if you get very offended by me saying that at a party, then I don't need someone like that. Right. <laughs> it was like, give me more time. I'm like, I, there are friends yeah. who, who deserve to uh, act yeah. like that towards yeah. me. But, and then <laughs> once, once you do that a couple of times and the other person is like, Oh yeah, of course. Great. Yeah. I'll right. see you around. We're at the same party. Once you do that a couple of times, you're like, Oh, it's really freeing. The other thing that I've learned is very freeing is I'm sorry. Remind me your name. 
Like, yeah. holy yeah. shit. Or like, I'm very bad with names. Hey, I'm Gabrus. Oh, I know who you are. No, I know, but I forgot your name. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think like it's so much better than lying. Yeah. And it and I've I, I've look, kind of taken this uh, the honesty thing as far into my life as possible, where I'd rather get in trouble or yeah. feel stupid about yeah. telling the truth than uh, like being sh- weird in any way. But right. lying is ex- hyperbole, but by misrepresenting the right. truth. Right. I still have problems just being like, uh, "Hey, do you know where the bathroom is?" I got because that's my that's that's the one you taught me, Naomi. It's like, my, I actually got to grab my, bathroom. We got to get another drink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Or like, drink. I'll, I'll yeah. have like half a drink and I'll just drain it so I can quickly be like, "Oh, gotta get another okay. one. Do you want something?" But then I yes, yeah, so usually then I'll do say you want something, something stupid. Like, do you want? Like, something? do you want something? <laughs> And then Which, I'm stuck back in the conversation. Or they're like, again. I'll go to the bar with you. And you're yeah. like, well, yeah. now I got to drug this drink too. Like <laughs> that, that shit used to happen to me too. Cause like you go to like these like premiere parties or network yeah. things. Even if you're part of it, you're like, I don't even know who half these people right, are. Right. So you're like nervously just drinking yeah. a vodka soda in the corner. And then someone's talking to you and you're like, well, if I finish this, I can go talk. I can get out of this. You get out of it. Yeah. You go to the bar. You're like, well, if I finish this, I can get out. Of it. Like next thing you know, you're like, I'm slant. I went to, I was in a, at a small part of the movie game over, man went to the premiere party, kind of knew some of the people, the people who I knew the most were the leads who are busy at right. the premiere party. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I can't just like keep walking over to the Adam and, Blake and those guys. So I'm like, okay, yeah, talk to some people. All yeah. right, talking to my manager for a little bit. I better uh, wrap this up. <laughs> but I was trying not to drink at the time, so I was just drinking soda water with lime. Yeah, and then I had like forty seltzers. I no exaggeration. <laughs> I was driving home. The Uber driver was like, I was getting a ride home from because I I did get a little high. The Uber driver was like, Are you okay? Because I was like hiccuping. He <laughs> thought I was gonna throw up in his car, and I was like, Oh, dude, if you if you knew, I didn't even have any alcohol tonight. I'm just burping from bubbles <laughs> I was humiliated I was like it's a good title of a memoir burping from bubbles burping from bubbles it's Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> there you go topical <laughs> you can rely on the topicality yes, yes. Uh, we've hit Woody Allen we've hit Michael Jackson who's the next famous pedophile we'll talk about on this well, episode well, find I, out after this <laughs> and we're back. Uh, sorry, sorry, we had to take a quick break. Uh, Kevin Spacey was here. <laughs> oh, you guys keep me young. <laughs> you keep me young. Wait, can we practice for a second? Can we just have like a shitty conversation and I'll practice being like, oh man, it was nice. I'll say, I'm going to say it right now. I'll, I'll practice what I'm actually going to say and then I'll say it in the thing. Okay. Oh man, it was real nice talking to you. Uh, there's some other people I got to talk to here. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you. See you. What was what? what oh, yeah. see you. Catch up with you later. I'll catch see you later. later. Yeah. later. Or I'll be around. Uh, you know, see you in a bit. You can be here for a little while. I'll, you know, like just yeah, shit like that. Yeah, you're gonna be here for a little while. Is a great way to be like, I'm into you and you're enough. But I have other things to do because no right. one actually expects you to come back. To but them. they also don't expect. To, they're it's, like. And no offense to you, but they're not like, I, I can't wait to go to this party and talk to, get corner Andy for right. an hour. You know what I mean? Like, there's not it anyone that is, want, exactly. is looking to corner one. I mean, it's maybe social, there's some creeps. Or, right. so, yeah. These conversations are the conversations with the, um, uh, uh, I call them boring, mild whites. They are BMWs. BMWs. They are uh, where you're doing all the heavy lifting in the conversation. It's all on your back mostly. Right. And I still I still don't know how to escape them. I still don't know because then uh, here well, let, they, let's let's, let's yeah, do it work it right. out all right 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know. You know, I'm hoping to hear back about a few things. Um, uh, <laughs> I got like some other auditions lined up, but uh, otherwise, you know, um, things are pretty good. Pretty good. What about what about yourself? Did I ask you already? What about yourself? Oh yeah. no, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I just uh, hey, oh, are you shit. hey, are you okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. I shit myself. I I said it out loud because I know that you could smell it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you know where the bathroom is? Uh, hey, there are a lot of people here I want to catch up with. I, I, I'll talk. I'll talk to you later. Okay. <laughs> when you get ghosted by the BMW. <laughs> so your response to a BMW is a fake BM. Yeah. <laughs> bully, uh, no, BM. Bully. Bully. Uh, that was your best that option. Is, that those, BMW. Are, those are very hard things. Those are very hard things to learn. I understand that, and like. I, I have an advantage here in that I have a very good ability to assume that when a situation's over that they are okay with me. Yeah, you know, yeah, I have yeah. like this uh, a slight level of arrogance where I'm like, they're they're not going to hate me for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had one where I really wanted to say almost like me and this girl were talking where I want to be like, we don't want to be talking about this, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Not in a mean way, but like, you know, you get on like a topic where it's like the weather and it's like, we neither of us want to talk about right. this right now. That's always the worst. Do you want to loop? I'm gonna loop. Yeah, when you're in like lev- you're in like the fifth round of small talk when you're like, yeah, and then the flight was delayed a half hour. You're like, <laughs> why are we talking? What are we about- doing? Yeah. What are we doing talking about corn tortillas versus flour? Yeah, but then all of a sudden you start to feel like a fucking rom com character, and you're like, is this what we want to talk about? Let's talk about something bigger. What are your dreams? And all of a sudden you're like the weird friend in a sitcom. <laughs> well, you will do. Andy will always be like, how are you inside? That's like how <laughs> Bypass. But I learned that at UCB because uh, back in the in the back corner where the performers would stand, I often and at that time no one was doing anything real. Like maybe right. like the biggest thing would be like you your show got to run. Right, right, right. But everyone back in that corner would be like, "So what are you working on? What are you doing?" And I'm just like, I I, did, I hated that question so much that I tried to bypass it by being like, "Hey, how are you feeling?" And I actually helped. There were people who like I were kind of like frenemies with that that question actually got them talking and then we got to be closer as people. So yeah. I like that question. I don't hate I that. defend I, that question. No, no, I don't not defend the question, but I think it's just like that's your way like it's a very direct almost rom- rom-com-y way of being like let's let's get real. Right. But it's also funny cuz you can mm. tell too it's a good question to ask, but it's also a telling question when someone really is like thrown by it. Cuz you right. meet people who are like like almost weirded out. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, cuz you want to skate on the surface and you weren't ex- you didn't plan to have a conversation with any substance to it." Yeah, there is like that thing you just even out here you're like, "How are you?" And you're like, "Pretty good, waiting to hear back about this script pickup." And you're like, "Okay, any, anything else?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah what's going on? Because like, there is like that layer to it too where someone's like, uh, "What's up, Gabriel?" So I'm like, "Oh, nothing, you know, hear that blah blah." And it's like, "Oh, what's what else?" I'm like, uh, well, you know, going through IVF and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> how real do you want me? Cause yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the only layers I have are like superficial and dangerously real. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like too real and too, like too surfacy. And I'm like, all right, one, one, one more scrape. If you take one more, if you ask me how I'm feeling inside, I'm, it's going to get real. You're someone who uh, we've, I mean, because of your podcast and if knowing you so long, we've had those conversations. So it's yeah. less weird. <laughs> but if someone's like, so how are you? I'm like, well, good. Yeah, I went running today. They're like, no, but really, how are you? I'm like, all right. Buckle the fuck <laughs> up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a 1950s sitcom where someone like 
pushed all of their junk into a closet yeah, yeah. and then they're holding it shut. Because it's like that. and that's what I'm imagining in my that's head. For that. uh, stand right there, Mr. Roper. <laughs> <laughs> Open the fucking door. But see, I Cascade love it. Cascade of sporting equipment. <laughs> but I love it. Like, I would much rather, like, I love when I, got, it's almost like kind of how the Lyft driver we had coming here was like, she was giving us TMI, but it was almost so, it was so much but it was like real stuff. It wasn't just like on and on. Like that it was always like, go on. Okay, girl. I'm in. She wasn't filling time. She was unlo- unloading real shit. It was yes. emotional Katrina. Yes. <laughs> but like, and also it's when it's a woman too, like I, I, I feel a little bit more comfortable, like in general, like being in the, in the, when I'm in a car like that, when someone's in charge of getting me somewhere, do you know what I mean? Like, well, I that's, would another like, thing, like we'll that's another craziest thing about this rideshare shit. My wife talks about this. There should be like, you're you're a female. You can request a female. I driver. agree. Yeah. I was I was like yelling at. I'm like, we need like there needs to be app, like a, a lady for ladies or something. Some women's <laughs> l- women's lift like Artemis or yes. some shit. You know what was the BoJack one? I don't remember. Whatever it was. Yeah, some, there was some season of BoJack where that was an actual thing. Oh, and then I'm the, like that. Why isn't uh, Raphael, what's his name? I don't know. Bob's I don't Waitsburg. care. Don't, re- don't Raphael Bob Waxburg. I don't know. Right? It's, I don't know him. I wouldn't it's say Raphael that like- Bob or Bob Raphael, right? It's, yeah, like, it's, one of the, it's like a hyphenated first name. Yeah. Um, uh, why does he, he made it up? <laughs> why does he turn it into a real thing? It should be a it real thing. It should be thing. real. I mean, that's. I know. It's crazy that your job has a thing that 50% of your, like the, the your invention has a thing, something about it that terrifies 50% of your population, of right. your potential customers. You could just activate so much. Charge $2 extra. I mean, that's I almost it. discrimination. But It would be discrimination, but yeah. I, would, I would literally pay it, especially for late at night. Even today, I was in the lift when I was going, coming back from that meeting, and the guy, the first thing he says, he goes, you know what your name is backwards? Ew. Naomi backwards is I moan. Who cares? Like uh, I do. <laughs> Wink. I didn't even realize that. Oh shit. But like for what that do you think was gonna the- happen from that conversation? <laughs> that conversation? All right, pull over, man. I need to suck your dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, imagine you threw it back at him like that. That would be insane. <laughs> like, yeah. Be like, oh, I'm I- a- yeah, imagine that. <laughs> The prank that, yeah, that's always <laughs> fucking men are such creeps with that shit. Yeah. yeah. Also, female only uh, lift or female only rideshare for the female drivers. I agree. That too. I'm like, we're both taking gambles. You just tend to have more power as the person who controls the door locks and the destination. Yeah. Right. But even a woman drive, like anybody, anytime you get somebody gets in your car, you know, shit could go down. But it's that feeling. I'm like, I'm like, come on. Like, I would give anything. To just know my driver was a woman and was less inclined to, you know, harass slash assault slash who knows way worse. Yeah, that's no one wants you. You were running out of uh, verbs for what you (laughs) (laughs) the R word. What you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) But just but any of it because like the other thing I think of sometimes too is like, you know, because I've heard all these stories of like. You know, I, I like to. I watch a lot of true crime, honey. So that doesn't help me. Right. That's well, like that's, the other thing. That's too. my wife's shit too. She watches so much true crime that it's broken her perception of real life. Oh yeah, I mean, almost exclusively true crime. I mean, well, it's like I can't help it. And at least now, because see here, like, you know, we were on the ground floor for the first two years, and you know, I watched too many murders to live on the ground floor. I'm on what? edge, bitch. It killed my wife that this didn't have bars on the windows. What killed your or- wife? <laughs> a guy broke in and killed my wife. <laughs> Turns out she was right she about was the true right. crime I feel so bad. I was like, honey, shut up about the... T- stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> oh, shit. You got murdered. I'm I'm at fault. Uh, it, my wife was so upset that there weren't bars on the windows here yeah. that it was a first floor apartment. It was just like so sketchy for her. And then yeah. like, it still fucks her up. And 
part of it is you're like, you can't watch that much true crime or listen to that much true crime because it skews how the real world right. is. But that's part of what the appeal of true crime is, I find, is that women find it as a way to it's a cover to be able to speak about your fears of your own safety under like, see shit does happen. This is what I'm thinking about. And not in like a justification way, but in a way where women are able to get together and be like, that's why you got to lock your door because it's a murderer. But in reality, it's like ladies lock your door. Like they're telling you're telling, it's like a way for women to communicate with each other under the auspices of we like this genre. But in reality, it's like, here's how we got to keep ourselves safe from these fucking. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I wonder if in a more egalitarian society, there wouldn't be such a fascination with true crime. What do you mean? What if if what you well, said I think that in a more egalitarian society, there's way less murders of women by men. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. Which well, is the thing that the fact that that's the uh, that's such a norm, right? Or such a common. Because well, for norm. me too, like I think another way I watch it too is this sense of like if I see this enough, I will avoid the mistakes. Yes. Because again, right? Any true crime show or podcast is after the fact, so it's already going to be told through the lens of you know having been through it, either the whether the person lived or survived or the person was caught or not caught. Do you know what right, I mean? Like right. whatever it is, right? So you get this sense of like, okay, so I should never go down those roads, like walk down there. I should never, you know, X, Y, or Z. Well, like I, I'm sure- Thinking I'll beat it. When, system. when you watch true crime or even like fiction uh, TV shows that feature crime, and if I'm watching with my wife, she's like, you just gotta have your keys out right, already. Exactly. You know what uh, I mean? And it's yes. like all this shit that they like, she comes home, opens the shower curtain if she's yeah. home alone. You oh, know please, what I mean? No, even mm-hmm. if I get a lift, I wait for the car to drive away before I go in. Oh, yeah. I don't know you. I don't want you knowing my exact unit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like whatever it is. I'm always she, like, go. She doesn't have our address stored in her phone as home, like on Waze or anything like mm-hmm. that. One, one time she had an encounter with the valet driver at her office that was like flipping out on her for some reason. Like he was just like having a, a bad day or mm-hmm. he was a bad person and was screaming at her and threatening her. Oh, my God. And she's like, he had the keys to my car yeah. for the whole day. My The registration has my address. And she's like, we got ADT the next day. We got home yeah. security. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, yeah. you just and have to. Because say, better safe than sorry, right? right? And you watch the shows and you know that shit is happening. And if, if for $55 a month, the ADT makes my wife feel safer and we never it never goes off once. Yeah. Whatever, fuck! I'm spending yeah. money on you. You hear yeah. my you hear my quesadilla order. <laughs> Fifty five dollars is like one tenth my postman's budget. We have to make a crazy change. Like uh, we 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 get uh, we put everything on our American Express, and we got like the uh, end of year oh, statement, no. and they just like laid it out. And the four of the top five things in our thing were food places. Yeah, one was Gelson's, which is like justifiable. Yep. It's at least, uh, one was Trader Joe's. The other three were um, Postmates, <laughs> Caviar, uh, Postmates, Grubhub, and something else. And that yeah. doesn't even include going out to restaurants, yeah. which we spend too much money on. But because it's scattered amongst restaurants, right. it doesn't hit that hard. And I was like. Babe, Postmates and Grubhub can't be two of our biggest charges. Yeah. Like, also, Gelson, Gelson's is justifiable because it's like, at least we're grocery shopping. Yeah. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's stupid. But holy shit. Yeah. And that's when we had to, like, nip fucking delivery in the bud. And we're yeah. Like, now, now, and you know what else? We This what? is a little fun side effect of it. When we do order, it's indulgent again. It's yeah. a treat again. Yeah. And that feels cr- like you're like, I don't feel like cooking tonight. You're like, fuck it, let's order. And you're like, oh, yes, let's order from the Greek place we used to, uh, we used to love. Rather than like, are we getting Greek or Thai tonight? Like we had Thai yesterday. <laughs> you know, like, which is yes. like, which yeah, is yeah. what we were right. at for a while. Right. And then you, and you make these small, make these small things. And it's like, 
oh fuck now I'm spending $200 less on Postmates right, a week right. yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you want to make a change after this now I'm willing to if I can find foods to cook that aren't just scrambled eggs right that will taste good but not take forever because we can cook and we have a handful of things but like last night I made kale and sunchoke casserole in a mornay sauce which I made from scratch yeah it was great oh that's awesome that's an hour and ten damn minutes though I'm not doing that's that's our treat our special occasion is me like making that but still that's great that's fucking awesome do you know what I do like when I do something like that is I make like three pounds of it and then yeah. I eat it. But for me, because like my wife doesn't like leftovers, but she works during the day and she gets work food at work. So I'm just like, like last night I made, I tried this new thing. I tried to make uh, f- like fried rice, but using broccoli instead of rice. Like, oh, the like, yeah, like yeah. Broccoli or broccoli rice? Riced broccoli. Rice broccoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put it, I just put broccoli in my blender and fucking shredded it up. Yeah. Put some uh, chicken, onions, scrambled eggs, uh, and uh, peas and carrots, soy sauce, and like made a huge thing of this fried rice. My wife's like, this is really good. She had like one bowl last night. I'm going to eat it. I ate it for lunch today. I'm going to eat it for lunch tomorrow. I'm going to eat it for lunch. And I'm going to be like, no, I have it. And like knock yeah. one meal out of the Grubhub yes. world of the day. You yes. know what I mean? Like just maybe dinner will be a different story, but like I, I'll get like. Yeah. So that's my large large uh, format cooking has become a big thing for me is like, yeah. Oh, I'll slow cook four pounds of chicken thighs and yeah. make pulled chicken and eat that for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, but that's for me. Cause I need, I, I think I need, maybe I, let's be honest. I don't need, I want to eat a lot of food. So I need to make a lot of healthy food. Right. And that's like some shit that I'm going, like I'm doing all this and I'm like, I probably could just eat less. <laughs> like I think if it's like, if, like if I, if I were to do, listening to myself talk, I would say like, try eating less for 10 days. Then you'll realize like that is the actual the amount you're supposed Does it to eat. satisfy you though? When you're on day three of the fried rice for lunch. Yeah. Are you satisfied? Or are you just jamming it in to fuel yourself? Well, see, I, you have to find the satisfaction in other ways. Cause you're right. It isn't take on the third day of eating the same lunch. You're not like as excited about mm-hmm. it because you're like, Oh, this, this was pretty good, but I'd much rather have variation or a burrito now at this point. But I find that the satisfaction comes from, Oh, it's already at home. I don't have yes. to pay for it. I don't have to wait for it. I don't have to cook something like I just have to throw it in the pan and heat it up. So there's that, that I get like a new, a different level of enjoyment from it. Like sort of like getting stoned and like drinking green juice, you know, you're like, (laughs) it's not exactly what I want to be doing, but at the end of it, I feel good and I'll find new ways as to why, like you have to like, I I lie to myself. Like, I guess, (laughs) I guess what I'm getting at is like that parenting shit where you're like, isn't that nice? The weather's nice. We're going to go on a nice long walk. You know, like I'm doing it to myself, like get to eat a nice healthy lunch. Feel good after. Right. Well, I think that's what I have to learn to do. I think you're right though. I mean, we're, you're like, it's yeah. Treating yourself like a damn toddler, but I think it is like what you have to do, right? You pretty much have to recalibrate your brain and be like the thing you think is like the best thing for you. Isn't the best thing. Here's a new best thing. Right. Here's a new best thing. Toddler mindset. Yeah. That's your new, like, that's, that's your TED talk. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. That's what it, it is kind of that. Cause you have to learn, like you have to t- treat, teach yourself that like, Oh, I ate healthy for five days in a row or I ate like this. Like I ate not indulgently. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't treat myself. Oh, the word I used to use was like, Oh, I want to eat something fun tonight. 
That's yeah. like, that is a very telling thing. Where yeah. It's like, yeah. There's nothing inherently fun about a burrito. <laughs> but like if you get enjoyment from eating it to the level of where you call that fun, yeah. and then you call like a balanced normal meal not fun or boring. <laughs> yeah, punishment. Yeah, you're punishment. like, punishment. <laughs> punishment. Yeah, exactly. Then where are you at in your life when you're like, I'm going to avoid punishment and I'm going to eat like that. Yeah. Once, you, once you flip this, and I know... And I'm only just like, I vacillate so hard from good to bad. It's like, once you eat healthy for a couple of days in a row, toddler mindset, don't you feel so much better now? Aren't you sleeping better? Aren't you waking up? And you're yeah. like, yes, mommy, I am, you know? <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's like, okay, so you miss you miss a lot of cheese, right? But like, think about how that how you feel right yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the hard stuff to remember. Because the thing that sticks in my... I can eat healthy for five days and feel great, but the thing that sticks in my head is how good that fucking taco tasted at the oh, end of the yeah. night. That's the image that's in my head when I look back on the week. I'm like, right, oh. right, right, and right. that's just something that's broken about our my brain. Yeah, brain. yeah, yeah. Our brain, just a little. We could put the blame. We could put the blame on society, yeah, advertising, yeah. like <laughs> mental health, all that shit. But in the end, yeah, it's just yeah. like <laughs> your brain is going. That was more fun. Than right. <laughs> Man, I want some mozzarella sticks. I keep, I try not to say quesadilla every time I use <laughs> because it's like in my head, like all I want is a quesadilla right now. Yeah. Can I be honest? When you said burrito, I was just like, I w my, the first thought that popped in my head was, I wonder what a dessert burrito would be. Ooh, <laughs> I started, yeah. I, I honestly was like desperately trying to stay like pay attention to what you were saying as my brain was like, well, there'd be marshmallows probably. Like and like, well, it, well, it couldn't well, be you're like using a tortilla. Well, you're using chocolate. You're you maybe chocolate yeah. is you gotta do the parallels. Chocolate, chocolate is salsa. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so okay. Almost like that maybe layer of bean. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bean, that works too. Yeah. Layer of chocolate. Crepe, crepe instead of tortilla. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crepe yeah. instead of a tortilla. There it is. Uh, maybe uh, some uh, bananas or avocado. Like possibly, like, we do putting fruit in this thing. What's wrong? Well, he's talking well, about a full decadent. He's not. You're. Are you, I'm going because I'm going towards ice cream. Where What are you thinking, burrito wise? Here? Yeah. You're what not, do you put? What are you thinking? Filling? Are you thinking not freezing cold? Uh, yeah, no, no. I was thinking Skittles would be in there. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yes, I'm with you. Know you. What? <laughs> if you come into bed at one in the morning and Andy's eating a Skittle burrito, <laughs> he's like, isn't this better than one at a time? <laughs> <You're> like, no. <laughs> it's drooling like green fucking shit out the back. God. <laughs> That's the number one thing in the articles of divorce. What do you call a thing when you get a divorce? <laughs> articles, articles of divorce. Of divorce. <laughs> I think it's the Magna Carta of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Hold on. Back it up. Chocolate peanut butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. All um, right. Like inside a crepe. So we got chocolate yeah, the peanut, peanut butter. Butter's inside the bean. I peanut know. butter's the bean. Uh, some whipped cream. <laughs> some whipped cream. Because yeah. like ice cream might be too hard on your teeth. Yes, for exactly. Because you want to be able to bite into it. Because now, okay, now what's giving me that that crunchy texture? That's what I was about to say. What? Okay. Oreo crumbles. Yes. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Holy shit! I could, could not think of a better thing than that. That is the answer. The cookies and cream of yes, it all. That's what that you need in there to give you a little bit of your yeah. your snap, your crisp. I was yeah. thinking like cinnamon toast sticks or something, but that's yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that's the better one. Or, uh, Oreo, yeah, or broken up uh, chocolate chip cookies. Yes, yeah, any kind of yeah, that's oh. what you're gonna do. That's gonna really give you that heft. Some brownie chunks. Well, <laughs> hello. Okay, Fuck, now dude. we've changed I'm the game. Hard as a rock. Is, it, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is this supposed to be happening? <laughs> Listen to how our level of excitement on <laughs> designing this dessert burrito. We literally became a team. We like engaged. I couldn't even tell you what we were talking about before this, and it's, and it was for an hour. 
I, Andy miss Andy just saying like, what's in a dessert burrito has derailed us completely. We're cheering. I'm cheering at the idea of Oreo uh, crumble in it. Like, what? What's happening to us? Like, the, We're, the, we've never been more alive. Right. We've yeah. never been more alive. Well, this is like this is uh, what's uh, symbolic here. Yeah. This is like, yeah. I mean, this is some shit where you're like, this oh. is the most Freudian fucking. <laughs> I know the listeners are like, guys, <laughs> listen here. Obviously, they're, they're screaming at it, just like, yes, of course, this is where they would end up. So true. I did it. Like, I was so excited. I imagined karate chopping your coffee table right here. Through. I, like, I, I was so powerful right. with so lust. Dessert burrito. For this just drop the fucking hammer on the table. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, guys, no better time to end it than after dessert. Yes. yes. Dessert burrito. This has been great. I got to really talk to some other people around here. <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. It. It's working. It's An hour working. into the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <An hour. laughs> then he can do it. Baby steps. Toddler steps. Toddler steps. Oh, oh steps. hell yeah. Uh, so uh, you guys you guys got some plugs. Let's talk social media. Let's talk about podcasting, all that. Of yeah. course. Uh you can find Naomi on Twitter at Blackdress. And you can uh, find- by the way, I think <laughs> a moment to just say possibly best Twitter handle ever. Thank you so much. And you got it like, early. I mean, and specifically because you have it. Like I would be <laughs> I don't think it would be as good if I had it, but like <laughs> it's so perfect. It's one of those handles that where you accidentally want to call you Blackdress. You know what I mean? Like when a handle's so good you want to like call the person, you want to refer to them by that. Like Darcy Carden, famous photographer. When it was that for yes, a long time, yes, it was yes. always hard not to say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, at Blackdress. Yes, you are which on- if you had a talk show, it'd be it should be just called Blackdress, right? I feel like it's so funny, though, because I got it, obviously, in the beginning especially of Twitter and when I had a day job where I didn't want people to you know, see the other stuff. But now I feel like now I feel like it's cheesy. Like, I'm like, oh, I sh- I'm black Tris when I'm like, there's so many other black comedians who are even <laughs> right. doing better than I am. Uh, perhaps they could carry the mantle. But it, it is, I think, because like, when we first picked it, when it came out, we were thinking like aim handles. Right. We didn't yeah. realize that it would be like a professional development <laughs> tool. In a way. Exactly. And then eventually the weapon in which the country is brought down. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, a real evolution for Twitter. Ooh, right. yeah. I know, exactly. <laughs> You're going to be happy to be Blackdress when they're kicking down doors looking for fucking Naomi Ekperigan. Uh, You'll be like, I'm Blackdress. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, you can find this Andy, a sweet angel at, at Andy Beckerman. And... Um, we have a podcast together called Couples Therapy. Yes, where we have comics. We have it's a live show where we have comics come and do sets together about their friendship. So friends, siblings, couples, whatever the mix. And then we also bring people in the studio. We sometimes answer advice because we think we know stuff. You know, we've been in therapy. <laughs> we fumble. <laughs> we, but no, we like, don't. We're like, we're like, honey, we're not gonna fix your life, but I will give you my two cents. Right. Well, you know? I think like all. Anyone can give advice as long as you're real about like, like as long as you're not like Tony Robbins, who's like, my life is together. I'm a fucking hero. Yeah. You know, yeah. as long as you're like, look, my life's shit. But if you want to discuss, that's why I feel like here. I'm like, guys, you got to start cooking. I cook one meal a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this high horse over just being slightly, you know, I'm like, guys, you got to exercise. I've been doing it for two weeks now. <laughs> and I'm like, it's changed him. It's changed him. And I buy it. I'm <laughs> I'm spewing life advice when I'm <laughs> from the this point of view. <laughs> uh, no, we love it. 
I like we love to do that. And yeah, couples therapy. There are a couple other podcasts called Couples Therapy. So just look up CouplesTherapyPod.com and look for the icon that has a black woman and a white man on it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's us. <laughs> that's how you know it's the stuff. <laughs> black woman, white man. That's how you know it's us. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, anything else, guys? Anything else coming up? Uh, I once had a vine. Oh, okay. What? Where it's Naomi a- did Bill Cosby's voice. What? And it was the more you know. <laughs> I just wanted to hit one last uh, no, famous no. pedophile. <laughs> famous, oh, famous monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> right in the middle of our plugs. So that when people, so people think of couples therapy, their brain immediately goes to uh, Why? one of society's Dr. monsters. Why you got to ruin the goddamn vibe? We was up in a good place with a damn dessert burrito. Friendship further solidified. Your ass took it down. God damn it. Hey. Oh, see yo. Guys, tweeted us your food hacks on like or these decisions to make to help us be be better at uh, eating. Mm. Not necessarily without emotion, but uh, not eating to cure things or exactly eating to eating to help us achieve our goals, which is living. Yeah, ultimately, living longer, (laughs) living longer, getting to do what you want to do more. Yeah, not losing a foot. One final question to bring us out on top: What is the emotion? That you the 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 number one emotion that you are eating to get rid of. Ooh, I'll dude. start. Mine is shame. When I'm it, when I feel ashamed about something, that's when I go straight for the ruffles. Yeah, my mine is when I'm feeling left out. Isn't the right word, but there's like a global career left out. When I'm mm. feeling like. Uh, I thought I was part of this uh, bigger thing, but I guess mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Whatever that yeah. is, this like f- loneliness, I guess is yeah. what it is, yeah. right? Loneliness, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. That's but it's something like specific to like, uh, I guess I'm not what I exactly thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. You lost out on Mr. TikTok man to Manzoukas. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a heartbreaker though. For like- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shit like that is like, that's that's when I need it the most. Yeah. That's when I need it the most. When, I, when I'm... I, Doubt, self-doubt. Yes. Self-doubt is the emotion. What about you, Naomi? Hopeless. When it feels like there's nothing, like it's never going to get better. So what's the point in like thinking past this meal or eating for longevity, right? If I think nothing's ever going to happen or like it's all ending, I might as well fucking have a cheeseburger. (laughs) Dude, Naomi, that's so real. Like the thing I talk about with my therapist is that I have to start living for the Gabris 24 hours from now, seven days from now, mm, a year from now, yeah. 10 years from now. I've never thought even about the about tomorrow's Gabris. Yeah. And now yeah. I have to make decisions thinking about my, because I'll just wake up and feel sick and have diarrhea and then yeah. be like running late to something yeah. and then going in <laughs> on exercise and feeling fat at, at this thing and then leaving feeling like I didn't give my best. And then I'll be like, oh, if yesterday I would have thought about today, I would have made five better choices. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's Gabers today. Tomorrow's Gabers today. today. Toddler steps, baby. Toddler <laughs> steps, baby. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. This thank has been you. so much yeah, fun. Thank you. I'm at Gabers on all social media. Listen to the Action Boys podcast on Patreon, actionboys.biz with a Z. And bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>